Hi, and thanks for listening to Call of the Week. I'm here this week with Dr. Tyson Raper, who is getting lots of calls about defoliation and particularly slow bowl opening. Talk a little bit about the questions you've been receiving. It started getting dry uh, really last few weeks of August mm-hmm. and all the way through September. Uh, and we thought we were set up for a pretty easy defoliation. Uh, but unfortunately, with that, the, it was so dry for so long plant activity really declined and response to ethophon is not what you would expect it to be. Okay, so what's what's happening? Leaves just aren't dropping or the bowls just aren't opening? The bowls are just opening slower than we would normally. Usually if we have sort of adequate rainfall uh, and the plants are still active, we would see pretty quick bowl opening, especially on mature bowls. Uh, we're probably on average three or four days slower uh, on bowl opening than we would be in a normal year. Leaf drop, defoliation's been close to on par, maybe a day or two behind what you would expect. But we've got some areas where, and some of this in my plots, where we've had 21 days after that initial application, a bowl that you would have expected to open at least 10 days uh, into the uh, after that initial defoliation is, is still sitting right there. If you, if you squeeze it, it pops, but it's not popping nearly as quickly as you would expect. Mm-hmm. And, and as you mentioned that, uh, Tyson posted a great video on his Twitter page. What's your Twitter handle? At Tyson Raper. Okay, easy to remember. Yeah. At Tyson Raper. So if you're on Twitter, go check that out because that was has a really good visual with what we're talking about here through the podcast. Um, so, so what can people do? What is what is your recommendation for what these, these bowls that just won't open as quickly as we'd like? It's really important to determine differentiate between a mature bowl that's not yet opened and one that is not going to open. And the best way to do that would be to really squeeze. If you can squeeze that uppermost, what you believe to be the uppermost harvestable, if it's still soft 10 to 14 days after that initial application, you're probably not going to get it in the picker. Uh, If it's hard to the touch uh, and if if you squeeze hard and it pops, uh, that's a really good indication that if you give it a little more time, it'll it'll be able to make the picker. Uh, there comes a time where you just have to you know make the decision. Okay, am I going to pick this uh, as it is, or am I going to give it another week? And and the risk there is weather changes, right? Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's starting to get yeah. cooler and, and, and rain. So uh, I understand you know there's, yeah. there's a balance there. And, and funny you mentioned that because we're recording this on uh, Friday, October fourth. Uh, rain in the forecast for. Uh, Sunday and Monday, so this is really a crunch time because you know that rain comes, you could have some issues there with lint quality and then right. even regrowth. Yeah, so the last rain we had, depending on where you were, uh, a tenth to over an inch uh, fell in, in West Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, and we've started seeing, especially in the areas that I, I, a tenth of an inch as dry as it's been. I think most of that dissolved before it ever hit the plant. <laughs> right. But those areas that got close to an inch really start to see some regrowth. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's important to address that. Uh, we increase the, the moisture content in the module, whether it's a standard module or a round module. You're going to see some staining, uh, and that's going to damage if we don't address it. If we just pick through that green regrowth, we're going to see some uh, loss of fiber quality, and that's going to hurt in, in the end. The the recommendation has been you've got to singe that up uh no one likes to deal with pepper trash at the gin but uh if it's if it's at least crisped up when you pick it 
the gin has the option of being able to, to deal with it before uh, we see a major uh, negative impact on, on fiber quality. And, and there is, if you hit that rate just right, you can get some of that juvenile regrowth to, to shake. And that would be the, you know, that would be the goal. Um, but yeah, regrowth has been a big issue, likely going to continue to be an issue for us, especially if we not only get the rainfall, I know we're going to have some very cool temperatures next week, but if we start getting warm up a little bit back into that lows in the 50s, 60s, we'll really start to see regrowth take off. Our cotton, how much is of it is really at this stage? I mean, a lot has already been harvested. What percentage-wise are, are we at? I'd, I'd say probably somewhere between 15 to 25% harvested. Okay. A lot's happened this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the issue is regardless of where you are in the, unless it's been picked, mm-hmm. if you've sprayed one defoliation, if you've sprayed two different applications, or if you haven't sprayed any at all, mm-hmm. these plants have been so dry for so long and not actively growing. When you give them a big dose of water, they remember that they're a perennial plant and they want to continue to grow. So uh, regardless of where you are in that defoliation uh, uh, uh process, if you get a big shot of water on it, you're going to see regrowth, most likely. Now, we've got products that provide regrowth control, but the amount of regrowth control that we're getting is is small. Mm-hmm. We're talking about just a few ounces. I, I've visited with some colleagues about what is the actual number. From what I've seen, depending on the rate that you're using a thidiazuron, we may get four to seven days that's it you know so so if you if you really start stringing out the time from when you apply that application to when that picker actually enters the field a lot of opportunity for for regrowth uh, of that plant and and trash additional trash in the in the seed cotton every field is different and every call you're going to have some different recommendations as far as product uh, amounts and, and products to use but in general um, to avoid that regrowth you talked about having to crisp it up. What, yeah. what, 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 what do you have to actually apply to get that so the, to happen? It, what's, it really starts from the beginning with that first application. We want to have something with regrowth control in, in there. Mm-hmm. Thidiazuron is going to be the product that, that you would want. Uh, Finish uh, also has another product in there, cyclanalid, that can provide some regrowth control. That's where it starts. Now, if you if you if let's say you applied those products and then... Uh, you got the rainfall and you actually started to see regrowth anyway, uh, or let's say you didn't have any regrowth control in there and you, and you start to see some of that juvenile growth show up. In that scenario, we've got to run uh, a PPO type product, so AIM, uh, uh, Display, uh, ET, those would be our go-tos. You could also try something like GenStar, uh, which does pretty good with that juvenile uh, regrowth. Uh, unfortunately, GenStar and the other thidiazuron products, as temperatures start to drop, their activity really drops. Uh, we say thidiazuron's good uh, to work until temperatures drop below 65 degrees Fahrenheit for a nighttime temperature. And we say uh, GenStar will stop working at about 60 degrees. Uh, if, if you're in that really cool nighttime scenario, hopefully regrowth potential is lower uh, but our options for putting a product out there that would actually inhibit regrowth are very slim. Okay. Well, looking at the crop as a whole, I mean, how are yields looking this year? It seems like a lot of people are pretty happy right now. They are. It's a. It's been a very good, very good year to this 
point, uh, I don't think anyone wants to spend another fifteen to twenty dollars uh, to put another application out there uh, to address uh, regrowth. But you know, I've I've heard a lot of numbers that uh, would indicate record, uh, and we'll see. So I think some of this later cotton's probably going to pull that average back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's been a very good year. All right, really good information, Tyson. Is there anything else that you want to cover? Any question, other questions you've been getting? It's going to be a, a tough uh, call over the next week. Uh, we've got roller coaster conditions, uh, really low nighttime temperatures in the forecast. The first application on a lot of these acres is going to have to be a lot hotter than most would be comfortable with to get the response that you want. Uh, I can't tell anyone to wait because I really don't trust the forecast, uh, but it would be best if we could get through this transition and into some more stable conditions maybe middle of next week before we really start uh, rolling again with defoliants. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder, we're recording this on Friday, October 4th, so your recommendations are good. What's your time limit on uh, your recommendations? Minutes. <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so hopefully you're listening on Friday. Tyson, thanks again for being with us. I know people are, will continue to reach out to you and anywhere online they could go for some good info, follow up. Our agents have a really good feel for these products. I, I would really encourage you if uh, reach out to your county agent. So Several of the counties have defoliant uh, trials in their counties uh, and if they they have a question uh, or you have a question you know reach out to them they'll be they'll quick to reach out to me if, if anything else is needed all right great and yes of course our county agents are great resources so please use them thank you again for being with us and thank you all out there for listening we'll talk next week <laughs>